Hi, my name is David Elstein, and this is the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery podcast. Each episode is designed to help busy orthopedic surgeons learn more about the ABUS and board certification. On this episode, we have two orthopedic surgeons from Penn State University talking about the ABUS's Knowledge, Skills, and Behavior Program for residents. We have Dr. Michael Kleck, a fourth-year resident, and Dr. Paul Giuliano, the program director at Penn State. Hi, Dr. Kleck and Dr. Giuliano. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, David. Thank you very much for having us. Hello. Thank you for having us. So let's start with Dr. Kleck. Can you tell us how the surgical skills program works at Penn State? Overall, the skills and assessment program is designed for residents to get direct feedback from their attendings on specific surgeries that were performed throughout our residency. At the conclusion of a surgery or your operating day, a resident can log on to the ABOS website and send an evaluation to be filled out by the attending. There are several different areas of evaluation, such as case preparation, technical performance, and post-procedure plan. So within each of these categories, you are scored from one to five. You do not necessarily have to send an evaluation for every single case performed that day, but within each surgical subspecialty, there are commonly performed cases and certain fundamental skills that residents are expected to be proficient at by the end of our residency. And these are really the cases that we are targeting for feedback. These can be surgeries performed on your rotation or cases done on call. And at our institution, we are required to submit at least five skills assessments per month. So, so Dr. Kleck, as, as a resident, how have you benefited from this program? So I think it allows the attending to subdivide the case into categories and provide feedback in the precise areas that I was particularly strong in or areas that I was having trouble with. So for me personally, this has allowed me to focus specifically in that area I was struggling with and to further advance my progress. So I think that this targeted learning allows for a more focused preparation and directed growth. In addition to that, it's pretty common that during the course of a busy OR day, there's not an opportunity to sit down and reflect about the cases between you and your attending. So this platform provides a direct feedback in a structured format. So Dr. Giuliano, how does the behavioral skills program work in your program? Yes, uh, the behavioral skills program we implemented last year as a pilot, and uh, it, it works very well from the program director standpoint. Uh, what it is is that at the end of each rotation, uh, the uh, faculty uh, send in their behavioral skills of the uh, resident that rotated with them, uh, and it's sent to the uh, ABOS, and the comments and identities are somewhat redacted, uh, which is good. Well, the reason why it is good is that I've been a program director for over 12 years, but since the implementation of this, I've, I've uh, received two red flags. Thank God they've uh, cleared themselves in the long run, but I'm pretty sure I would not have reached those red flags with some resident behaviors if it, wasn't, if it weren't for this program. So I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. It's, it's very easy to use. It, uh, it requires minimal behavioral modification with respect to the faculty. Uh, and uh, it's done at the conclusion of each rotation. And for me and for our mentorship uh, and our competency committee, it's ex an extremely valuable tool uh, since the strength of it is ease of operations and um, relative anonymity of the faculty. 
uh, doing the evaluation. Okay, great. So has your program previously measured behavior and professionalism aspects of resident performance? The answer is yes, but I would say not as effectively. And the reason I say not as effectively is because a lot of, not a lot of times, but for the most part, the uh, evaluations were not, um, were not anonymous. And I know it's in a small program, it's hard to be anonymous, even if it's quote anonymous. But on the other hand, I think uh, for fear of repercussion in, in this day and age, a lot of people are, are less likely to put down negatives and and our, our system of evaluation was uh, more generic, just good, bad, uh, in between. The uh, the system that the uh, the board has come up with is, is quite effective with respect to the way the questions are answered, uh, in that it's uh, not good, excellent, or fair. It's, uh, would you allow this person to take care of your family? Uh, would you... Uh, motor skills, I don't even need to be in the room. It's just basically something a surgeon can understand. And in the past, it was uh, too much of, yes, everybody got an A unless there was a problem. And then even when there was a problem, I don't think people uh, were marked down. I think a little bit more grade inflation. Uh, so I'm, that, that was my perception anyway. So, you know, you're talking about the behavioral aspect of it. And, and Dr. Kleck was talking about, you know, the surgical skills program, but as a program director, can you talk overall about the whole knowledge skills and behavior program and how it's you know, affected how you evaluate residents? Sure. I think, um, I think the majority of uh, physicians who have been in um, education and academics and orthopedics probably have been to the uh, orthopedic educators course. I know I have, and a lot of our faculty has, and we try to come up with uh, uh, effective ways of educating, uh, well, educating and evaluating residents. And I think this is an excellent tool to uh, supplement what we used to call the uh, scrub sink talk. So you basically go into the, uh, into the surgery at uh, the scrub sink, telling your expectations, measurement, and then, and then uh, have the scrub sink talk at the end uh, or the conclusion of the case. Uh, talk about what you did well, what could have went better, uh, what would we do differently in the in the future. What the uh, ABOS uh, skills assessment uh, does is it sends in real time. I, I prefer the text message. Some faculty prefer the uh, email mode, but in any case, uh, I encourage the residents to uh, send me uh, a skills assessment. I get it and literally text me. Uh, less than a minute to uh, answer it uh, on the basis of the core competencies of that particular task. And I think the resident finds out uh, right away. I mean, I think we all have good intentions, but for the most part, uh, we would try to set expectations at the beginning of a rotation, the middle of rotation, and then, uh, then give feedback at the end of the rotation. And I think a lot of times that didn't happen. This uh, mode, of, uh, mode of evaluation is in real time. And I think it's probably a little bit more realistic because it's done generally the day of and you don't forget uh, things uh, that uh, you might not do unless we compile, a ro compile an evaluation at the conclusion of the, of the uh, rotation. You sort of hit on it, uh, Dr. Julian. I just want to do a follow-up. So is either aspect, the skills or the behavior, is that a major time commitment either for you as a program director or you as just, you know, an evaluating orthopedic surgeon? The time um, 
commitment from myself as a program director is minimal. Um, I think it literally takes me like 60 seconds to two minutes at max to evaluate the uh, behavioral skills and and that's just on my division. And then as the program director, I, I obviously don't get uh, the positive feedback from the from the board. But if there's some red flags, I get that. And that's extremely helpful because I would say in the past that that's something that. Uh, so we have a small program and we're all under one roof. Uh, but I know there's a lot of programs that have multiple different rotations and multiple different ro locations. So I'd say the strength of this particular tool is for those uh, areas where uh, where the residents go multiple different places. I think this would give a less of an opportunity for people to fall through the cracks if there are some behavioral issues um, or any need for remediation. So Dr. Kleck, as a resident, you know, I know you're very busy, so much going on. So is using the surgical skills platform taking a lot of your time? No, it, it does not take much time at all. In fact, sending a skills assessment takes less than two minutes total. And I try to maximize my efficiency throughout the course of a day. So I have integrated it into my daily routine. So at the end of my day, I usually sit down and uh, at a computer. I look over all the patients and cases from the day. I log my cases for ACGME and then send the skills assessments for the ABOS alongside those case logging. So combining those two tasks together have allowed me to efficiently track my cases, but also send these evaluations, which has saved me time in the long run. And a sort of follow-up, um, does the Knowledge, Skills, and Behavior program give you valuable information as you chart your educational course? Absolutely, I think it does. So at Penn State, we've had the value of being enrolled in this program since 2018. So I have tracked my progress over the last two years for certain types of procedures and specific skills. So for example, my skills in a total knee arthroplasty have dramatically improved from the time I was a second year resident to now when I'm a fourth year resident. And this information has been very valuable as I am applying for an adult reconstruction fellowship. And it provided me the information that I am progressing in the right direction and I'm ready to advance to not only my fellowship, but ultimately as an attending. Excellent. So I guess one question for uh, both of you, you know, the role of the ABUS is to protect the public. Do you feel that the knowledge, skills, and behavior program helps with that? I'll start with uh, Dr. Kleck. I do believe that the KSB program helps contribute to that overall mission. So as I mentioned earlier, I feel as though my surgical skills have progressed with the assistance of this targeted feedback program. So this platform, I believe, adds to the growth and development of residents, and that may lead to better care to our patients in the future. What about you, Dr. Giuliano? What do you think? Uh, yes, I think that uh, in real time, uh, the residents able to see their progress, we're able to see their progress, and and uh, we're all we're living a data-driven world, and I think now that uh, the more data points that are available when someone graduates uh, that uh, are not just someone's opinion but actual data is probably going to help that particular person uh, when they get in their credentials. It's very good. It protects the public. It's just more data that uh, can be relied on, relied upon uh, when someone is checking out someone's credentials or applying for credentials. Uh, so thank you, both of you, for your time. 
Well, you're welcome. And for anyone on this cast, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to speak to him about this. Um, uh, uh, it's been a positive in our program. Great. ABUS invites all residency programs to participate in Knowledge, Skills, Behavior program. Sign up for it. Please give us a call. ABUS will be rolling out a new resident dashboard so residents can track their progress. If you enjoyed this episode of the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you know the next episode is posted.